Welcome everyone to a new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. Okay, so in today's episode we're going to be talking about a very unplanned for unscripted topic, which is about being lonely versus being alone. I'm pretty sure I didn't talk about this topic before, and I thought, you know, just maybe... I actually was inspired by a YouTube video mentioning this, and I stumbled upon it. It just didn't really, like, it wasn't really planned or anything. I just stumbled upon it, and I figured, um, because I heard some extremes of perspectives of people answering this question, like whether or not isolating yourself would be like what is it like is it a mental illness or uh psychological comfort you know or something like that um since i heard extremes in responses when it comes to this question in particular i was annoyed (laughs) and um actually um What annoyed me the most is how extreme, like, how black and white sometimes people think in terms of isolating yourself. Let's dig in this topic from a scientific psychological perspective. Now, as you know, there are 16 personalities that we eight billion people on Earth um have and there are uh slight variations and differences between each and every personality that we have um perhaps the biggest five when it comes to personality uh determiners would be personality traits and among those is the extroversion or introversion trait now from a scientific perspective, and I forgot the names of the psychologists or psychotherapists who came up with this um, strategy to to study personality types and personality traits. But when it comes to extroversion and introversion in particular, the thing that would get our attention the most would be the extent to which people are sociable. And whether or not the people under study would be more sociable than others or prefer being alone in situations rather than uh, being around people or gatherings or crowds or people in general. And so it depends, of course. This is a spectrum. It's not really... A or B, you know, it's not like X or Y, it's not black or white, it's just there's a spectrum when it comes to this uh, trait, and people defer where they can put themselves in the spectrum. If they're totally extroverted or totally introverted or ambiverts in the middle, okay? And depending on the circumstances, depending on the situations, depending on their internal uh, psychological statue, status, status that they may have, or mood, or uh, 
something that is TMI for women is their cycle and their period and whether or not it's PMS or ovulation period or just it depends on the person internally as well as externally because um, you know these internal and external factors definitely help us determine uh, whether or not we're going to want to be sociable or not. It depends and it varies. I'm not a psychotherapist or psychologist for any reason. I'm not an expert. I'm just very much very curious and passionate about the topic and science of psychology and you know just to open small parentheses I have never had a bachelor in psychology. My bachelor is in English studies but the what made me be interested in psychology and what drove me to talk about all those topics in the episodes and more and the ones that I'm preparing and all that and doing research all the time about psychological uh, topics in psychology and psychological matters and topics and elements and stuff is simple simple interest and I can't really explain it it's just it just so happens that I'm extremely interested in psychology and I just love the field. Closing the parentheses. Okay, so, um, so, basically, basing ourselves from that point of view, from that, uh, resource, from that pers- scientific perspective, People have tendencies of whether or not they want to be alone, okay? And this topic is kind going, might be controversial to some people, and it might be a, a kind of a mix between talking about isolation, being alone, and being lonely. Because it's not really, like, the boundaries aren't really clear. Because there's still dots to be connected here and there. So let's dive in without any further ado. So the difference between being alone and being lonely is, like I said, depends on external as well as internal factors that can play a role and whether or not uh depend actually on whether or not that person is going to want to be alone or not so there's a huge difference between the two words alone and lonely it's not the mere checking of the words in a dictionary like a merriam-webster's dictionary or collins dictionary or oxford for advanced learners dictionary But the psychological uh, perspective of looking at the issue. Being lonely refers to the fact that you are, you have this gap within you. And you feel like people are not with you in any way, shape or form. They're not there for you. It's a feeling. 
rather than a uh, like a physical state. It's rather a mental, emotional state, being lonely or feeling lonely. Because a lot of times also loneliness refers to the separation between you and yourself. Like you're not really connected with yourself as well. And that's how you might feel lonely. I am, again, I'm no expert. I'm just trying to define the terms the way I see it. And if you understand it, you're welcome. If you don't or disagree, that's okay. Let's move on. Um, as far as being alone is, being alone is the physical state. So you can be alone without anybody, but not so lonely. You can be self-loving, taking care of yourself, of your thoughts, of your plans, of your projects, of your uh, flaws, of your mistakes, of your failures, of your successes, of your victories, of your happy moments, of your joys, etc. You can still take care of yourself in that point, but not feel lonely at all. And in other cases, you might feel lonely when you are not alone. It could be that state of sadness, feeling of emptiness, feeling that there's this gap that you can't really fill in well, even though you're surrounded by people. And I think logically and in the real world, <laughs> Usually, we're going to find these two situations here. Either you're going to be not alone, surrounded by people, but lonely. Or alone, on your own, away from people, and not lonely at all. I don't know the case where you find yourself alone and lonely. Well, I guess maybe. And I think most likely that would be... Um, the case for a mental illness, which is depression. And if you feel, if you're all the time alone and lonely, then that means you have a case, you might have a case of depression, or the person in general has a case of depression. I'm not addressing you, my listener, for now. I'm just uh, talking about the situation in general. So, the person under study can be suffering from a case of depression or a clinical depression if they are chronically alone and having a chronic, endless, deep feeling of loneliness that is exhausting and consuming their every inch or ounce of soul and body and mind cell of their brain, every single um, inch of their soul, every single ounce of their body, and every single nervous cell in their mind, <laughs> just to make sure. Um, okay, right. So, now that would be an extreme case, okay, because mental illnesses do exist, and they are various and they are categorized under specific categories like mood disorders or personality disorders or 
nu- uh, nutrition, nutrition? Yeah, like eating and nutrition disorders. And they are specifically categorized and divided that way. And maybe, perhaps, the fourth uh, case would be if you are not alone and you are not lonely. I think that would be the conclusion of this episode. Let's just leave the best for last. Just uh, I'd like to talk about that specific case at the very end of this episode. Now let's talk about cases two and three, and I'm not going to be able to exactly refer to them, uh, because like I said, this is a totally unscripted, unplanned for (laughs) episode. I just wanted to talk about this episode because I came across a video and I thought it's really, really important to talk about this topic. Now, um, for both cases two and three, whether... Uh, so they're basically opposites when you're lonely and not alone or when you are alone and not lonely. This is the, the cases differ by the placement because of the different placement of the word not. So whether the meaning is different because uh, uh, the situations would differ uh, when it comes to being lonely and not alone is obviously different from being not lonely and alone. Okay, so let's begin. Um, as for being not alone when you are around people but still lonely. Okay, let's talk about this particular situation. Actually, this is more common than we think it might be, okay? And this doesn't only pertain to the personality traits. It might actually be the cause of tending more towards um, introversion, okay? Introversion precisely. You could be surrounded by a crowd of 10 or 20 people. Social events, birthday, wedding, celebration, success of someone, uh, anniversary, death, whatever, okay? All sorts of events which uh, require gatherings of people. Um, you could be, again, surrounded by many people, but, but still feel very lonely, okay? There's also a spectrum of loneliness. It might be a little bit lonely to the point where it's extremely lonely. In this case, why do you feel lonely? I think that would be the question that we should ask, right? Why do you feel lonely when you are surrounded by people? Because usually what makes sense is you're surrounded by people you really shouldn't be feeling that lonely, right? Okay. There are reasons as to why you are surrounded by people and you still feel lonely. And these reasons are more obvious than not, than never. <laughs> the reason why you might or you do feel very lonely around people is 
that there is toxicity around. You feel the bad vibe, the bad, the bad vibes. There is a a transfer, let's say, of bad vibes around. You feel like there is going to be a fight that's going to happen anytime soon. Usually in these types of relationships where the environment or the atmosphere doesn't feel as safe, we don't really tend to feel like we're really connected with people. And in, in events where we're surrounded by people, we tend to feel lonely nevertheless. Right? You may agree or you may disagree. Fine. Both ways. <laughs> So, you still feel lonely because there is toxicity. It might not be obvious, and it might be very obvious. The toxicity can be in, uh, in the way that they insult you, in the way that they make fun of you, the way they comment on your clothes, on your appearance, on the way you eat, walk, talk, sleep, just whatever. Uh, devaluation, nitpicking, uh, and again, the manipulative tactics that toxic people would use, that could be verbal, that could be emotional, that could be even physical. If there's a fight that broke out or some sort of a violent act that happened, um, at, at worst, at the worst case scenario, or at worst cases, people will have to leave that situation and they won't have to f face the amount of time they have to endure feeling lonely. But most of the time, what would make someone feel so lonely is what remains. Because the physical abuse actually is really... It, 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 it disappears, okay? It leaves some traces, but it, it disappears very quickly. It might leave some scars where, like, uh, if, if there are deep injuries, for example, it might leave some scars, but they will, they will heal. They will heal terribly fast. But not as fast as the other types of abuse, the emotional type of abuse, the verbal abuse, the mental abuse that would drive someone insane. And it's all verbal. And like I always said, language is the most powerful weapon that people can use. Before even nuclear weapons were even invented, the idea of even inventing nuclear weapons was still part of language. So language is really the source of all evil and all good. It's really the strongest weapon there is. Before anything that was really materialistic that existed. So, loneliness can emerge because of abuse and difficult people and difficult situations where dealing with them feels extremely challenging. And it wouldn't be, you wouldn't, you wouldn't feel understood or you wouldn't be loved or cared or given enough attention by these people or you still feel invisible even though you're surrounded by 
that amount of people, 20, 50, 100, whatever, how many ever, it still doesn't matter because you still, I mean, the number that keeps growing doesn't matter because you still, regardless of the amount the number reaches, you're still feeling lonely. And it results in that gap which you feel within you. It results in that gap where you feel like you cannot connect with anybody around in this event, in this particular event that's going on. You can't connect with these people. It might be immediate, you know, but you have... What you've been facing in terms of abuse could be immediate and right there, but it could also be the accumulation of past events that happened in similar events that you see are repeating themselves right here, right now. So maybe that's why you're not starting conversation conversations with people that's maybe why you're not engaging with conversations about topics that you might be really interested in but still somehow you feel like you cannot really connect with these people and so you feel lonely and past fights or past uh abusive situations where you feel you where you felt so small and you felt like you didn't have value you still didn't feel like enough for you to even engage in these events and talk to people which results in like i said earlier in maybe actually could be the factor for why people become introverted why people prefer to be alone and not so lonely in the event of things it could be the reason why people prefer to stay away from gatherings parties birthdays weddings promotions any kind of celebration or even gatherings of people could be the reason why eventually a lot of people prefer to be alone because then they think well maybe i might actually be alone without these people around me and not so lonely and this is going to be the transition for case number three being alone and not lonely when you're alone and you aren't surrounded by people there's peace quiet tranquility stabilization of the rhythm in everything and that's where concentration calmness meditation and focus and all synonyms can be enforced can be reinforced in this situation you could be 
not lonely at all. You could be fulfilled. You could feel on top of the world. Because you are now capable of being with yourself, the person actually, or should I say the soul, that's going to remain with you for the rest of your life. Because think about it. Are those people that you met at some, por- at some point of your life or that have had relationships with you for a specific period of time, whether it be days or months or years, are they going to be there for you forever? That depends, really, on how healthy your relationship is and how you deal with each other and how well you accept each other's flaws, and it's a whole different story. But really, what I'm trying to focus on here is that the person or the soul that's going to remain with you forever, for the rest of your life, till the day you're buried in your grave, is you. In fact, the only person who's going to be there for you in your best and worst times, authentically and truly, is you. And the person who's going to tell you all the secrets. Who's going to share with you the happiest and saddest moments. Who's going to tell you good and bad things about people and things. Who's going to share their interests with you. Who are going to want to love you and connect with you and hate you and be angry with you and all that. Is you. It's really you all along. The person that's going to stay with you till the day you're buried is you. So why... Why do you feel so lonely? You could be... in pain because of a toxic relationship which caused you a lot of mental confusion, pain, aches, sleepless nights, continuous thought, stress, anger, frustration, etc. And you would want a period of time, I I don't care how long it takes, this period of time, Take it could take it could take a day, a month, a year, a decade, a century. I don't care how long it takes, but it would take a specific period of time where, after all that pain and that hell you've been through, you really need some time on your own to work on your own to work on yourself. You need time and a place to be away from people so that you can work on yourself. And working on yourself doesn't only mean to reflect on your faults and mistakes and failures and bad stuff that happened to you all your life. No. It partly means that. It partly means to reflect on what you did wrong and right 
what you failed at and what you succeeded at, what you're bad at and what you're good at, who you hate, who you love, what you disagree with, what you agree with, what you tend to love, what you tend to hate, etc. It's not just black and white, it's this whole spectrum. But when you stay in that period of time for on your own, away from people, your concentration and focus is going to exceed your expectations. It's going to be 10 times more efficient. Why? Because there are no distractions. Hopefully, you don't have your social media buzzing every single second around you or your computer or a documentary playing or a loud music playing in the background or whatever. But when you do so, you're helping yourself figure out you. You figure out who you are, your identity, your flaws, your good traits, your bad traits, your future plans, your past, what you want to do now to improve your situation, etc. You aren't surrounded by distractions in this period of time. Because you want to make sure you allow yourself time and space to focus on yourself. Well, some people may interpret it as selfish. Yeah, it is. But selfish in a good way. Selfish in a way that helps you develop, helps you grow as a person, helps you figure out who you are. Definitely abusive relationships and toxic people and people who generally want us to devote our whole entire energy and time for them is taking so much of our time and energy and it's not allowing us to focus on ourselves. The peer pressure always demanding something from you, always expecting something from you, always wanting something from you, or always wanting you to be present, but not with yourself. You're gonna stay, I don't know how many years behind what you actually plan to do, right? And you do, you find yourself, heck, I have been surrounded by these people and look at how many years I'm behind what I planned for six or seven or ten years ago. When I'm supposed to be at this point, I'm way far behind. Why? Because you kept yourself distracted with people who asked you, if not always, at some point you know, at a certain point of time, at a certain point of uh, place, they asked you to devote something for them, to give something. Your time, your energy, your emotions, your, your focus, your productivity, your work, your skills, whichever. Your stuff, your accessories, your makeup, your clothes, your wardrobe, parking lot, whatever.
they asked you to give them something it could be something physical like a product any type of product or service and you gave and you gave and you gave and how much of that was left for you how much of that did you still have left i hope i restructured restructured the same sentence i hope i i i kept the meaning of this uh, i know i restructured differently but i wanted to keep the same meaning so what remains for you nothing a little if not nothing but still negligible amounts which is why people maybe you know possibly after challenging times difficult situations bad relationships um financial crises etc etc catastrophes deaths of people etc the examples are endless but after hardships in general people do 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 need some time alone and again i don't care how long that's going to be but they do need that time on their own to face facts to study what happened to figure out a plan for the past present and future and it's not forbidden it's not bad it's not something that is an extreme case of depression it's not expressing loneliness and totally be away from being away from society that would be case number 1 which is the worst which is depression and it could be an accumulation of of stuff that's way bigger than someone's power or ability to face that stuff that's why they end up like that that's why they end up depressed hating it not hating but avoiding everyone and everything and not having to do anything at all at 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 some point you know they're going to have to talk to someone about it they're going to have to release some of that stuff that's buried within them they're going to have to go to a therapist at least to talk about what's going on to explain the situation and let go of that elephant hidden in the room little by little and see how things improve because if that elephant is going to remain in that room it's going to die and stink and it's going to be a terrible terrible huge mistake and that person is going to die with their depression up their neck so why death is imminent and inevitable but we can at least figure out things to do that would make our death easier to handle so why do all that stuff and deprive yourself of everyone and everything you used to love and 
not feeling motivated to do anything and not having the energy to do anything and spending time lying on bed, lying on the bed for no reason other than being sad and frustrated and hating life and suicidal and thinking about ending one's life as soon as possible because it's really leading to nowhere when we can actually choose to talk about this stuff and kill the elephant little by little piece by piece to where that room is refreshed and it's clean and it's better than ever to where we can move to a state after having going through that journey of being alone and not lonely to actually moving to case four where we are not alone and we are not lonely we're not alone when we're surrounded by people, but people who also connect with us on a deep, deep level. Who enrich us, who make us feel good about ourselves, whom we, who we do that to them as well, you know, it's mutual. Who we feel good when we're surrounded by them and who also feel good because we are surrounding them and the whole experience becomes enriching because we're not alone we're surrounded by people we can we can tell talk about stuff that interests us they can talk to us about stuff that interests them we can share secrets, we can talk about problems, we can talk about solutions, good things, bad things together, share happy and bad moments together, and not lonely. Not feeling lonely because our spirits are connected. Because it's deeper than just superficial celebrations. It's a humanistic, holistic connection and communication. Love and respect and true and genuine appreciation even if that person went through the shittiest and baddest fucked up moments in their lives at least they have a ear uh sorry they have a near an ear that listens they have someone to hear them they are heard and they feel like they're not so alone they're not so lonely anymore And so, I guess hopefully we'll get there one day. Because <laughs> it's different. Being alone is different from being lonely, definitely. Being alone doesn't make you crazy. Or antisocial, or having a social anxiety, or whatever. And being lonely doesn't necessarily only mean that you're sad and frustrated with everyone and everything. Maybe loneliness is a cry of your body to tell you that you need to be alone. To, to love yourself, to take care of yourself. To look after your wants and needs, identify your wants and needs, discover who you are, what you want, what you don't want, 
what you like and dislike, what you agree, what you agree with and what you disagree with. Your plans of the future, what you want to be, what you want to do, your passion. What message you want to deliver to the world, how you want to leave your imprint in this world, etc., etc., etc. The examples are endless, definitely. But that's the point. That's the point. The point is, lonely is different from being alone. And hopefully we reach the state where we are not alone and we are not lonely either. Okay? Alright, so uh, that's it for today's episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening and got something from this episode as much as i enjoyed recording and talking about this topic it's really really interesting and important to talk about definitely unscripted definitely unplanned for but there you go you got something and uh yeah so don't forget to check out the links i'll be putting in the show notes and uh, take a look at the merch that i created that i designed you know what i'm saying uh, and have a look on the website. It's still at the beginning, but I'll develop it gradually. And if you'd like to see this podcast successful and thriving, please don't hesitate to support it any way, shape, or form you want. This Even the smallest thing or amount is very much appreciated. And you'll be given a special shout-out about it. If you'd like to suggest a topic or something you'd like me to talk about or even collaborate, you're very very welcome to do so in the social media pages that I'll be uh, links that I'll be posting in the show notes. And I'll also provide a email address so that if you feel like you really wanna talk about something that you want me to talk about or suggest a topic or whatever you can feel free to talk uh, email me privately and it would be very much appreciated if you'd like to kept be kept anonymous i don't mind at all it's i respect uh people's privacy and they totally have the right to do so and yeah so i'll see you in the next episode